What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Confessions of a Native Son. I'm your host, Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, entrepreneur, and aspiring author who enjoys thought-provoking and engaging dialogue about race, culture, and business. On this episode, I challenge the myth of higher education and its role in educating young men and women of color. I discuss the limits of our current educational system, the ROI on a college degree in today's economy, and where I see the future of education headed. This episode was recorded prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, whose aftermath will raise more questions on the legitimacy of our current educational system. With the economy in shambles, unemployment rising, and schools turning to online education, I doubt our understanding of traditional education will ever be the same. As always, thanks again for sharing your time with me, and I hope you enjoy the show. I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man. And get that clean, black man, we the original man. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Confessions of a Native Son. Podcasting on a Friday night tonight out here in Newark, New Jersey. Everybody else is hanging out, and I decided to, to podcast because... Believe it or not, this is a hobby of mine, and I actually enjoy it. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, but um, yeah, it's like it's just it's enjoyable, man. I I, I enjoy learning and developing skills and creating um, dope content, and this you know it takes a lot of concentration to to make, and you know it takes some grit in order to get in here and record. But I do thoroughly enjoy it, and uh, Fridays are a long day for me. I mean, Mondays are long too because I teach a boxing class just outside of Philly. And so I have to go there. Um, but Fridays is like our longest, is is my longest day because Ironbound Boxing runs like three classes on Friday. We run a Spotify class, a WeWork, a Spotify class, a class at a tech company called Next Jump, and then um, a class at Topology, which is this urban, flan- urban planning firm here in Newark. And then we also run the Ironbound Boxing Academy on the evening. And by we, I mean like me, and Gardier, who's my uh, brother from another mother, fellow Marine, frat brother, both infantry officers, both deployed to Afghanistan, and he's come on board to help uh, run a couple classes. And he's also got his own startup, this uh, company called Trifecta, which I might get him on here to talk about. But uh, he helps cover down on some classes. And so Fridays are a long day for us because um, we teach Spotify. So first class we have is like the, the next jump class, and Gardier runs that from 9 to 10. Then we have Spotify, and that's from 12 to about 12.45, 1 o'clock. But I get to Spotify early, like 11.30, because they have a dope-ass, like, lunch and breakfast, to be honest. they All these tech companies now, they all have, like, food and um, all these, like, amenities that they they give their employees. And so, you know, I enjoy, the nice thing about Spotify is, like, literally, I feel like they have the best food in, like, New York City, um, bar none. I would honestly teach like, I would honestly, the only reason I teach at Spotify is for the food. It ain't even about the pay. I just enjoy going to uh, World Trade Center 4 and having lunch at Spotify. It's like the highlight of my week. Um, and the food is dope and seeing everybody there. And the, But I will say like the boxing studio, it's not even a boxing studio. It's like a fit studio. So they rotate a bunch of classes in there. It's dope as hell. And I really enjoy it. And like, but I will say the food is like the added bonus. So we got Next Jump. I teach Spotify class. And then um, it's like I teach, I wrap up my class at like 1245 so that the staff has opportunity to go like eat lunch and do whatever else. At first I was pushing it to like one, but you know, 
at the end of the day, like I'm training like corporate employees. And so I just want to keep them in shape and uh, maintenance wise and get them out at a reasonable hour. Um, but what I do is I teach till 1245 and then I jump on like a Zoom call with my coaching cohort at the Lions Pride. Um, we do Friday Q&As, which are super helpful. Um, I go on there and just listen and give feedback to some of the uh, challenges other founders are are having. But sometimes I don't do it. You know, I just head back to Newark because I, I jump on the path train and have to get back here. Maybe have to run a couple of errands, shoot off some emails. But then I have a, uh, I teach a class at a company called Topology at 3.30, right? So I have to jump my, I get my car um, and then I drive to Topology. I teach from 3.30 to 4.30 and then I leave straight from Topology to the Ironbound Boxing Academy and I run the gym in the evenings from like 4.45 to like 8.30 on Friday nights and then on Saturdays from 10 to 2. But, you know, when I first started the Ironbound Boxing Academy with uh, Gary and uh, Keith, you know, I was coaching like every day from like four to five thirty when I was working at St. Benedict's, which is a private school in town. So I would coach from four to five thirty. My partner Keith would get there, and then I would leave to get back to work because I worked in the evening. But once I left that job to focus on Ironbound full time, you know, I was in the gym like from like four to like eight every day, and it was a hustle because I was like still doing my hustle in the city. And so I would sprint back here, you know, or turn back to Newark from New York City to make sure I could open the gym. But then I would get like super burned out. And it just got to the point where it's like, I cannot like, you know, build up this for-profit, get this, you know, um, off the ground, get this nonprofit off the ground, raise money and do all the stuff that needs to be done, administrative stuff, have somewhat of a personal life and still being able to coach boxing. So there was a time where like the kids would literally come in and see me in the gym at like 4.30 and I'm like laid out on the boxing ring. Cause I was like, so exhausted, but you know, um, through a couple of blessings that were disposed, uh, bestowed upon us, you know, we went in the street shares, uh, business competition, the street shares grant, small business grant, you know, we won 25 K that gave me the courage to just be like, look, I cannot, um, coach boxing in the iron Bob boxing camp for like, you know, six days a week and do the for-profit and do the non-profit and expect to be able to, um, get like, all these things off the ground. Like I need space and time to be able to, to accomplish that. And so, you know, my partner keeps stepped up. And so he runs the gym and our, and our boxing team, cause we have a legitimate boxing team. He runs those practices during the week. And then I come in on like Fridays and Saturdays, hold it down, refine some stuff. Um, usually he'll go take a couple kids sparring. We'll go on trips, whatever, but we got a good rhythm going. But the reason I bring that up is, um, uh, on Friday nights now, because I'm not in the gym during the week and I pretty much like won't see the kids until the following week, I kind of make it a habit on Friday nights where I'll like drop a few kids off at home. And unless I'm like pressed, I'll take them out to eat and we just catch up, man, you know, build relationships and just, you know, see how they're doing, how the gym's going and just spending time with one another. And I really enjoy doing that. And um, it's just a part of the Ironbound Boxing brand. It's a part of our way. You know, we're building like real meaningful um, relationships. And so, you know, I'm like driving around Newark uh, to get to get these kids home, making sure they're home safe. But, you know, I think it's funny because this is something I'd always like dreamed about doing, coming to an environment like this and creating real impact. And then here you, you here you are, uh, fast forward, um, you know, five fuck five, 10 years and I'm actually doing it. So that's a blessing. Like I really enjoy what I'm doing, even though like Fridays is a grind because there's so much coaching going on. I still like really enjoy it. And like, 
I mean, I'm like all smiles for like all of my classes. And I guess that goes with like, as long as you enjoy what you're doing, you know, you'll always be not necessarily happy, but you'll feel filled. And I guess that's what I feel tonight. Like I feel, um, filled. So, uh, but I do have a confession for y'all and something I'm struggling with. Um, and I think I've always struggled with this, but it's just being, it's just being consistent with stuff. Um, now I have like, I'm very persistent, right? But I think I hurt myself sometimes because like I will have gaps in terms of like the follow through with certain things, right? Like, so I'll be cons- like, prime example, like I'm a member of a CrossFit gym here in town and I go to workouts and occasionally I'll string like five workouts together, but then I'll go miss for like two, three weeks straight. And then I come back for like another two, three days straight. And then I miss a, f- a few couple days. And it's just this like nonstop recurring pattern. But I will say like, I, I still manage to show up, you know, every now and then when I can. Um, but I just need to like get more consistent with it. You know what I mean? Like I need to be like five days a week, um, like for like three months and then it's dialed in and it's like muscle memory because a lot of stuff for me is still not muscle memory yet. And it should be like, even like planning my day, you know, my morning meditation, 30 minutes reading, working out, cooking breakfast, boom, I'm rocking and rolling. But like, I still have trouble stringing that together for more than like a week, right? Like I'll get like a full solid week. I'll do good and then like fall off and then it's just repeat over and over again. I feel like that's the story of my life. But if I can just buckle down and get some consistency, my that's the success and the muscle memory will actually compound because right now, a lot of the stuff, even filming this podcast, man, y'all, it takes, it still takes like willpower for me. It's not like automatic yet because I haven't, built the systems in place to allow it to be just muscle memory, you know? Um, and I like, I like to batch episodes for the podcast. So I always have something to shoot because, you know, for podcasting, like episode nine is like the podcast graveyard. Uh, I think I read some reports that like most podcasters will not make it past episode nine because that's when it get, kind of gets hard and it's grinding. And you even think about it with like fitness, right? Like after the new year, everybody, makes all these fitness pledges like, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, whatever. Then they go to the gym for like a month, but then February hits and they fall off and then March, you never see them. And it's the same thing with like a lot of stuff. I think we all hit the ground hard early, but once we start to get in the grind and life gets hard, we start to um, lose willpower to accomplish these things. But the thing with me is like, I'll always revisit stuff, but I just hurt myself in the long run because I don't just keep a consistent routine. Like at this point, I should be like, I'm what, 32? I should be like uh, Benjamin Franklin, you know? And that's something I actually think about. Like I need to have like my morning routine down, uh, like packed in the way I live my life down into like a repetitive nature um, because right now it's still a little bit scattered. Now there's some um, themes that are consistent in terms of like, you know, coaching boxing on Fridays and Saturdays. But in terms of like performance stuff, like planning my day, uh, fitness, um, nutrition, like all that stuff, I need to get that a little bit more dialed in. And uh, half the battle is just being self-aware about it. So at least I at least I can say that I am self-aware. But that's just one of the things I'm struggling with right now. And if I can get it tightened up, you know, it's going to not only grow my income, it's going to make me um, a lot happier, a lot healthier, and then just feel a lot more confident so stuff doesn't get behind me. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm dealing with right now. That's my confession for the week. So before we get into the theme of today's show, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First, got to give a shout out to Dope Coffee. 
a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry. We're not a coffee brand for black people. We're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation, candid conversation. And next we got to give a shout out to my brand, the one and only Ironbound Boxing, a fitness brand committed to sharing our love, passion, and appreciation for boxing within companies, organizations, and low-income communities. As a social enterprise, we proudly dedicate a significant percentage of our proceeds to fund free boxing programs for inner-city youth and young adults. Boom, there it is. Shout out to our sponsors, two badass brands, Ironbound Boxing and Dope Coffee, my man Mike Lloyd on the tracks, co-producer. And I don't know if you figured it out yet, but like I am, a, I'm pretty much, I'm the brand strategist for Dope Coffee. And I also am um, an investor in it early on. So, you know, there's an added benefit for like why I want to partner with them in terms of like this podcast. But the main reason I like supported the Dope Coffee movement is because Mike is my brother. We served together in the Marines. Literally, we were in Afghanistan together. And he called me like uh, a year ago before it was even Dope Coffee, just said something he was working on. And I was like, um, yeah, man, I'll come on board for sure. He reached out to me, him and his wife. Uh, but I didn't even know what it was. And as soon as I saw the Dope Coffee logo, I was like, yo, I'm in. And then everything else has just kind of like been organic. And I have this, I've, I've come to realize like I'm pretty good at branding and organic storytelling and being authentic. And so being able to use those, utilize those skills to help position Dope Coffee um, and uh, Mike, Mike and the team's efforts down in Atlanta has been uh, pretty cool for me. And it's really just an opportunity to like build out my portfolio and support a uh, fellow brother Marine at the same time. So, you know, that's, that's what we're doing. Um, and then Ironbound Boxing, man, speaks for itself. Y'all know me as just, I'm about to start changing my name, bro. Iron Mike Stedman, just refer to me as Iron Mike Stedman moving forward. We're about to blow this Ironbound Boxing move, Ironbound Boxing brand up. Just wait and stay tuned. But uh, now we get to get into the meat of the show. And I think this is going to be a good, um, this is a good conversation to have now, especially with everything that's going on, like the economy. But the theme of today's show is rethinking traditional education. Um, so it was interesting today, right? Like I'm dropping a couple of my boxers off. Like I said, went out to eat and, you know, I had to stop and get some gas. And one of them, he's like 15, um, his name's Sky. And he was like, hey, yo, Coach Mike, you think we should go to college? And it's when he asked that question, it's funny. Like if you would have talked to me like five years ago, I would have been like, absolutely. You know, let's go to college, you know, go to college, get good grades, get a good job, blah, blah, blah. But I think for me, once I like moved to Newark, um, became an entrepreneur, been on the ground pounding pavement and just got a little bit older and uh, a little bit more mature, you know, it's, I definitely think, you know, for young kids of color, especially in low income communities like Newark, there's still a need for like that uh, networking and education. But I'm not necessarily confident in the way the system is set up to benefit our kids to succeed. Right. So before we kind of even dive into what I'm talking about with regards to college, we got to take it back to like the public education system, you know. Um, it's asinine in a place like Newark that we have so many kids that are un. We have kids, so many kids all across the country in cities like Newark that will literally spend what like twelve years, you know, in school from like pre-K. I could be butchering this because like I need to think of the math. But between like pre-K and then graduation, but um, if they don't go to college, a lot of them like 
what skills do they have, especially if you're a person of color? Like if you're not going to college and you're graduating in a shitty school system, like what skills do you have? And I keep seeing this disenfranchisement of like these 18, 19 year olds graduate high school in places like Newark. And then they feel like they don't have anything to show for it. And it, it begs the question is like, yo, what is the purpose of like school in the first place? You know, I know the old model was like, okay, you go to school, then you go to college and get a good job, make a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. But like technology and the internet and access to education has just changed so much, you know? And I've pretty much just got like a lot of radical ideas with regards to how we can create more opportunities and increase our the chances of success for young men of women of color by rethinking what traditional education looks like, especially in the public education sector. You've got a lot of charter schools stepping up now, especially in, in places like Newark. And then, you know, we have the vocational schools. But like, I think like, our, first of all, this is going to be a whole other episode, but like the traditional American capitalism, traditional American, um, the way the government is structured, I still don't necessarily think it is set up to benefit us as people of color. And I think the more and more we try to force strategies meant to benefit others and not ourselves, we will continue to um, fail, right? Like I view it almost like this funnel, right? Like you have this big giant open funnel and for every 40 of us that go in, one of us comes out. And that's how I look at like the way the public education system is set up in this country. That's the way I look at like the entrepreneurial system and small business and policies is set up in this country. And we just keep fucking going in the top of the funnel getting a shitty outcome, but still think like that's the way it's supposed to be. And I think given all the challenges we face as people of color, um, from a historical perspective, I think innovation, um, innovation is like, we need to have honest talks about like innovation within our culture and how we approach like education and employment. Um, and again, I think the charter schools, the vocational schools, not it's nothing like revolutionary, but I think it's a start because I think our kids need to, like everybody talks about like this financial literacy, oh, financial literacy, financial literacy, we need to teach financial literacy. No, we need to teach them financial independence. We need to teach our kids like how to generate wealth. And uh, I don't necessarily know if college is the same way like if college is a, is the best pathway, like it was in the past. And maybe it wasn't even the best pathway in the past because, you know, for me at a personal level, like my opinion of college has shifted once I became an entrepreneur and I started to learn business and I started to understand capitalism for what it was, right? Right now we're in this economy where, you know, like, I think when we were coming up, right, it was just understood you went to college. Like, if you didn't go to college, um, you weren't going to be successful. At least that's the dream that they sold us. And so, you know, a lot of our generation and previous generations lacked up a ton of debt to go to school. But, um, and then it's like they graduate and they get these jobs, but like they still owe all this debt from school and from college, you know? Uh, they still all owe this debt from college and many of them might be doing jobs that they feel are like that they find are unfulfilling, you know, and we fell into the trap of like paying for classes that like we don't really need, but there's this like, you know, when you understand what capitalism is, it's like, Oh, we have this, what do they call it? Um, standard education. It's like, you need to have these, 
these traditional classes, blah, 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 like 15 credits or whatever. But honestly, like, yo, it doesn't make sense to pay like, I don't know, fucking $15,000 or $30,000 for some entry-level classes that like I'm never going to use. Why can't I just go to college, pay for the classes that I need to take, whether it's like digital marketing, accounting, a couple other classes, and then go out and kick ass and take names. But that's not sold to us. It's like, yo, no, you need to take chemistry and you need to take uh, electrical engineering. You need to do electrical engineering. Isn't then like a mandatory class unless you went to the Naval Academy, which is where I went. But, or a service academy in general. But it's like, we have to take all these classes. Like, like we're literally never going to use it again. And they say, they try to sell the dream of, well, everyone needs a well-rounded education. But it's like, yo, at the expense of like 20, 20 to $30,000, I don't think so, right? These colleges are money-making machines too for the federal government. And so when you understand that, it's like, yo, do I really need to go spend all this money to get an entry-level job you know, and grind away for like 20, 30 years before I have a chance to lead something? Or do I I'm like, hey, maybe I'll take a couple classes here or there, get a good apprenticeship, um, get some technical skills, start a business, and then just kind of build my knowledge as I go. Because I think, and you know, it's funny, I went to this um, leadership training. Uh, one of my clients, Next Jump, who I told you all about, they run this leadership academy and that I had opportunity to attend. And one of the things we talked about was that how like education has changed, you know, in the past it was like this authoritarian figure who stands up there and like pretty much like the teacher and tells you everything or, you know, you know, delivers the curriculum and 99% of the time she's supposed to be here. She is supposed to be right. You've got the students, you got the pupils, the teacher and the pupils, right. But there's like this authority figure, but now education is just like collaborative effort because things are changing all the time now. And now it's like the teacher is more of like a facilitator to kind of like guide the learning and not necessarily be like the say all end all subject matter expert. Um, and I've, I witnessed this even at the Naval Academy in like 2010, it was the first time where I realized like, hey, the professor isn't always that smart because at the Naval Academy, I will literally see like students correct these like PhD professors on like, stuff that they did wrong in the problem set and just be like in utter, in utter awe. But um, it goes to show of like, you know, as long as you have a thorough understanding of the knowledge with regards to like the material, then that's all that really matters. And I know for me, when I was in um, my entire high school, college experience, I never felt like I was that smart. I always... Cause I, I just, I wasn't good sitting in the classroom for like eight hours a day, you know, like I don't have the attention span to like even really concentrate that long. And it's funny because now that I've like a lot more well-read, like I've read, what's the book? I got the books up here. Let me see. Um, Cal Newport, um, Deep Work, this guy's crazy last name, this book called like The Flow State and, you know, Productivity Ninja. And I'm reading all these productivity books and, power of habit. And I've, I've come to realize that we really only have like two to three hours of optimal concentration, like a day. And so when you understand that and realize that like in college we're spending or our public education systems, we're spending so much time in school, you know, and it's like, you only have really have like two to three hours. And like, where is that, where's that time getting maximized? Like it's not getting maximized studying some material that's going to actually like move us forward 
And by move us, I mean, you know, uh, students of color in these institutions, right? Like, it's not like we're concentrating for two hours on like writing a, a business proposal and a pitch deck to, you know, get us, raise us funds or close this deal. It's like we're we're sitting here concentrating for like this two hours is spent on some class that like I'm never going to use or whatever. So we need to like um, rethink that. And it's like the, the knowledge, the studies are out there. Like there's PhDs that have like studied this and it's like, they're all saying the same thing that like, we really only have like that two to three hours of concentration. And so it's like, how are we, um, how are we utilizing it? And when I think about like college again, it's like, like going back to what I was saying for me, this podcast, right? Like I fucking taught myself how to do a podcast, right? I started recording for this show pretty much in like August. I would do these practice sessions. And if you, um, I, maybe I'll post a video on my phone or whatever, but I used to put them on my story and I stream them on my story. And it would just me being, it would just be me practicing, talking into a mic. I read like, uh, listen, sorry. I listened to like three audio books on how to start a podcast listen to a couple podcasts on like podcast sessions or masterclass on like starting a podcast, went to found like a podcast team, you know, the gifted sounds network met with them, talked to some other podcasters and I finally just did it. Right. And then even with this like software and this equipment I'm using, watched a ton of YouTube videos. Um, and that required concentration to even if just sit there and concentrate for like 30 minutes to an hour learning the, how to use the equipment but I figured it out. Right. And now this is like a skill I can use to grow my personal brand. It's marketable. And Oh, by the way, I can like sell podcast production to like small businesses and whatnot. But like none of this that I learned, like in college, I learned it by just being greedy and figuring it out. And again, I've come to realize that I learned really good by audio is really good for me because it's hard for me to sit still, right? Like I'm always thinking, I'm always moving, whatever. And so the nice thing about like audio learning is it allows me to like multitask, but not even like, I don't want to say, cause you really can't multitask. It's like a myth, but like I can walk and listen and feel like I'm retaining the information. You know, I get to like move around a bit. And so, but I never knew this, you know, I would sit in class all day and just be like, why can't I fucking concentrate? You know, why am I like, why is this so hard? Like I was never really like an A student in any subject that didn't like, um, that wasn't like exciting to me. So like I always got A's in my history class. That was never a problem. But in terms of like math and all this other stuff that required like concentration and a little bit of resilience, like I was really hard for me just because I just, I wasn't interested in the subject material but I've now I know that like I just wasn't necessarily learning in the right way. Um, it's funny too. I'll tell you. So I wrote my thesis paper, and I'm gonna do an episode on that. And I I hate like pretty much I was supposed to write this thesis paper like a year and a half ago. Didn't do it because I quit my job to focus on Ironbound full time. And then like last December, the last uh, November, it was like the end of November, early December. I emailed my program director and I was like, hey, when's the latest I can turn in this thesis paper? She's like, December 16th. It was like literally two weeks away. I went to YouTube and I was like, how to type, how to write a thesis paper. And I watched all these videos on it, just kind of like prime my mom for it. And I sat down and did it. Cranked that sucker out in two weeks, submitted it, got an A. And I'm just like, damn, man. It's like, what the heck are we paying school for? Like YouTube and the internet is like one of the best universities 
in the world. It just you just need to concentrate to be able to do it. But like that's where I'm at now. Like if there's something I need to learn, I just freaking learn how to do it. Or I go find an SME that's been doing it longer than me and pick their brain on it. And I just feel like, yo, in college, that's not necessarily what we're teaching. You know, we're still teaching that kind of sit down and listen to the professor and pay a bunch of money and whatnot. But it's like, we got to have this like mental shift that like education, what does it mean to be educated? And that education is at all of our fingertips, literally and figuratively. We need to encourage kids to pick up books because literally like you can learn so much just by fucking reading and watching videos and just finding the answers being like greedy and resilient. And for a lot of you out there, you're, I'm probably preaching to the choir. We're like, well, duh, I've been reading, you know, since I was like three years old or whatever, I've always been reading whatever, but uh, I can speak for myself. Like the first book I like literally read from uh, cover to cover was like Frankenstein. And I was in like, I was at the Naval Academy prep school before that. I used to just watch movies, do cliff notes and, you know, hustle my way to show that like I knew what these books were talking about, even though I never sit down and like actually read them. But now that I know the power of books and I know the power of like self-education, when a kid says, should we go to college? It's like, it depends, you know? And it's like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what is your end goal? What is like, what do you want the outcome to be? So I think it's first having a clear understanding of that. And then also, um, I just think our kids need to get a lot more experience, um, experience of seeing the world and then trying a bunch of different stuff before they kind of really hone in on what it is that they want to do. You know, uh, um, because there's so many people that listen to this podcast and it's not just people of color, you know, I have a lot of veteran friends out there and they'll listen and they'll say, Hey Mike, like I understand you're identifying the problems. Let's talk about some solutions. So one of the things I'm talking about now is like, let's think about like, what are some alternatives to like traditional education? I've already hinted at one, which is like seeking real knowledge, like seeking knowledge for the sake of knowledge, um, reading, diving in the books, right? But for our kids and young men, young men and women of color in general, they do need like um, some, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? They need a little bit of a guide, you know, someone that can push them a certain way and be like, hey, this might be a good book for you to read at this stage in your life. Um, you should take this course in this stage in your life or, you know, hey, come sit down with me, let's, let's strategize it. Um, and then as they kind of develop, you can start pushing them to more advanced stuff. But I think you kind of always need that like mentorship, right? And we need to encourage that. Um, but like for young kids, man, we need to start pushing them in apprenticeships, fucking internships. Like even if you go to college, right? you go to college, you pay all this money, but instill for you to get like a good job, like the job that's like your ideal job, more than likely you're going to need to do an internship with the company, uh, with a company or that's in the, either the company you want to work out or a company that's in a similar industry for your dream company. Right. Cause like internships are huge. You need those referrals, but now like, yo man, you don't got to go to college to do internships. Like my, one of the things I'm setting up with iron bound is yo, we're about to fuck freaking um task these kids out here in Newark. We're gonna get them set up. I got a box right now. He's, he's like, I want to do digital marketing. He's thinking about account. I'm like, cool, you about to be my intern on the digital marketing front. I'm gonna have you uh take over all the iron bound social media. I'm gonna train you to do what I do, and then I'm gonna kind of be there to kind of guide you a little bit, like standing over his shoulder, but from a distance, and then let them take it and run it full reign. And I'm training two kids like that. 
And then in the summertime, you better believe I'm like, hey, can he come shadow? Uh, I'm gonna send him to like shadow on the account for the for a day. But now you kind of start to to figure that stuff out. And I'll tell you, um, I, I, um, this past few like years, like me going to school for American studies while working full time, while running the Ironbound Boxing Academy, like I like the idea of school being like a a part of what I do, but not like this full time thing, you know. Like when I was knee deep in like coursework, like school was still like 25% of what I did. Like I didn't describe myself as a college student. I was like running the residence hall at St. Benedict's Prep. I was running the Ironbound Boxing Academy. And oh, by the way, I was getting my master's. And like, it's doable. You know what I mean? And I think we need to like encourage kids to like, to kind of do those programs, you know, because now you're out out there, you're working, you're getting that real world experience. Now you're able to go to school a little bit, but actually use the knowledge you're learning instead of just sitting in class for like eight hours and like not having any idea. Um, and you're going to be light years, light years ahead. And I feel like even in like the professional education circles, I feel like, man, um, I feel like a lot of uh, continuing education students, you know, that go to school at night, whether it's law or like business, whatever, man, it's just a different level of focus, you know? Like, I know I want to do an executive program at some point, as long as the stars line up, i.e. it's free and it's not taking me away from Ironbound. Is that a good point to where, like, I can go take these classes on the weekend or whatever? But it would just have to make sense. But I think there's something to be said about the grinders that's doing that because it's just like, man, you're actually learning, like, practical application, you know? So, Maybe doing the part-time schoolwork. I know back in the day, that used to be shunned down upon, you know, going to school part-time. It's like, you're not really in it. But, you know, nourishing that, cultivating that. Hell, even in Newark, man, I'm pushing these kids to like, I'm still going to push them to elite institutions if it makes sense. And if they want to go to them, that's for another conversation. But like, yo, I'm all about like keeping like overhead low in my business, in my personal life. And so I, a lot of what I'm able to been able to do in my life has because have been because I haven't had a lot of debt. And so I really don't want kids that come from like poverty, impoverished circumstances to go jump out and to graduate and jump into a bunch of debt, you know? So like the smart strategic move might be, Hey man, I might go to this community college a little bit, you know, work, uh, take a couple classes, then transfer to state university where I either maybe only have to pay a little bit. Maybe I get a scholarship or something. And then I grind, I work, I build up my resume and then I complete school. Now this might necessarily be like it. Um, it this might not necessarily take four years, right? Which might not be ideal, but I still think like the end result is going to be so much better, but we got to have this like mental shift. You know, I think uh, the reason that uh, so many old timers still push to traditional education is because that's just the way it's always been done. They've never sat down to stop and think about like, Hey, does this work for us? Does this work for us? Like as a people, you know, it might work in the short term in terms of like one or two of us getting through, but in the long term, we need like an organized strategy for achieving like mass success. Not just like one of us succeeding, but having a bunch of us succeed and I think this this is a step in the right direction. And now, full transparency, like I don't have all the right answers. I just know that when I look at these urban communities and I see the ROI on our young men and women of color graduating 
and then even going to schools and the elite schools still having low numbers, I can't help but look at that system and say, hey, this system is not built for us. It takes a different approach. And for me, right, like, Grant, I went to the Naval Academy and like the older I get and the lessons, I not necessarily lessons I learned, but the older I get, the more thankful I am for that experience and the amazing relationships I've built through the Naval Academy. Many of you out there are supporting me now because of that, um, you know, our connection as classmates and they donate to my nonprofit. But as a man of color, right, I look at like all the stuff I had to do and I did it so so others don't necessarily like have to. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, Mike, you, you, you know, you can't tell kids not to go to college when you went to freaking Naval Academy and you got your master's. But like, yo, I went so I can take this knowledge and make the pathway a little bit easier for them. Like real talk, like in terms of like entrepreneurship and the stuff I'm learning by like building a nationally recognized brand from the ground up, you know what I mean? Like in an urban environment, bootstrapping it with little to no support. You know, early on, right? Nobody's bankrolled us. There's been a couple of you out there that have helped us and supported us, but like I've never had, I mean, what did we, it was February 2020. This entire time, I've never had somebody like bankroll us. You know, I think our biggest check has always been like $5,000. And that was for like the nonprofit side of the house. So, you know, I've like been in the hustle and I feel like Muhammad Ali at times, like I've been knocked down, my jaw's been broke, but I've learned so much. And I feel like, yo, I can take the knowledge I've learned, like building ironbound boxing, like from the ground up, some of my um, side hustles that I'm doing, even with like the knowledge I'm learning with Dope Coffee, we can take this information and like dissect it for the upcoming generation. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, like, this is what I'm doing right now. Like I'm doing this tomorrow, right? Like tomorrow I'm going to sit down with one of my boxers, two of my boxers. We're going to go over some digital marketing, Right. And my goal is to use Ironbound as practice for them and then have them go pitch small businesses here in Newark where that they can make money running their social media and doing some content marketing for them. Right. Like this is where my brain is at. And this is not something that they're going to learn necessarily in school. Right. They're going to learn this from like me and the network I have. And it might be for some of you out there, but like I have. Um, grown to, to, I've grown in my understanding of the world and just seeing like the trickery and like the false, uh, the, the limiting, not limited beliefs, but like the fixed mindsets a lot of people have. And I want to challenge those. And so that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is like, let me think through this stuff, articulate my thoughts on it. I'm going to get this stuff down on paper and then we're going to actually like literally execute it. And then I hope it inspires a bunch of you out there to want to like do the same because there's probably some veterans out there that are looking to transition and they're thinking about going to school or, you know, getting their MBAs. Got a lot of officers want to get their MBAs. Got some residents want to go to school. Man, the biggest thing I'll tell you in terms of like finding your passion, school might be a good transition if it makes sense, i.e. it's like free. Um, you can go right into it. But also, man, just get out there and get some experience, you know, spend time doing a bunch of different things. And then you'll stumble upon the stuff that like you're passionate about and that you want to pursue. And that when the, the stuff that like you want to sit up on the computer and grind away like late at night trying to learn how to do because you're so passionate about making sure that you're able to follow your dream and execute your vision. Hell, y'all know me. Like I said, I'm y'all call me Iron Mike Stedman right now. But like before that, like, yo. 
I didn't start boxing until I was like 19 years old at the Naval Academy. Had never boxed before like in my entire life. I got beat up a couple times in like high school and in like middle school, but never had like taken a boxing class, laced on a pair of boxing gloves or nothing. But then when I get to the Naval Academy, I get introduced to this sport and I freaking love it. And it's been like a part of my life for pretty much since like 2006. But it's just about experience and trying a bunch of different stuff. And so I would say the same thing to you all. So, um, yeah, man, just I guess I'm coming up with my closing remarks, but together, collectively, right? And I want to hear your thoughts on this. If you have some ideas of what how we can rethink traditional education, particularly for young men and women of color. And I'm not talking about like uh, I need some like radical thinking. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about like what the traditional model is with like the classroom and stuff like, yo, we need like a, we need like some real thought leadership around like, yo, how do we increase the number? What, what does we have to first understand? And I said this in the previous episode, what does success look like? Right. And the second thing we need to understand is like, how can we get the most number of us in a position to succeed? So what does success look like? And how do we get the most of us in a position to succeed and success might not look like going to school so that you can get plugged in some uh, menial job that you may or may not hate and then have a bunch of debt and then spend the rest of your life racking up a bunch of debt, paying off debt and then doing again, as opposed to learning to generate wealth, uh, wealth creation. And it's, <laughs> I, uh, you know, a lot of people out there want to like flip houses and whatnot. It's funny. I was sitting down with uh, a mentor of mine and uh, we were we we're joking that in the financial world, like they're all about like degrees, like your MBA, CFAs, like all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, they really like the degrees and elite schools. And he's like, in real estate, like they don't even care if you went to high school, right? Like two different things, right? It's like creating um, creating wealth. And I've been told that's two ways to create wealth are real estate and um, building a business. And like, I'm choosing to build a business route because like, I'm not that interested in like real estate, like some people, but you know, like let's, dude, like this is what it is, you know, like we need, like, do you really need to go to school to learn how to start a business or do you need to get out there, roll up your sleeves, get in the trenches and figure it out? Now, college is good because networking, right? You get a network and they say, oh, well, you make great friends, whatever. But like, yo, you better believe like I, I feel like I'm not like a master network networker, but like I do everything in my power to connect kids in Newark, entrepreneurs in Newark with my already existing network. So can we not, those of us who have ascended, people of color who have ascended, can we not take all the lessons learned from the institutions, the elite institutions we've gone to and create our own networks and opportunities for us to thrive in? You know, do we need to go to school? Do we need to spend like seventy, eighty thousand dollars? Do we need to encourage our kids to spend this money so that they can uh, get a menial job and feel like they have to work for somebody else the rest of their life? Or do we teach them to take that money, reinvest it in themselves, maybe join a professional coaching group, a life coaching group? Like I have a business coach, and uh, you know, learn how to use that to accelerate their lives. Like these are real questions, you know. And I like again, I don't have all the answers. But I'm at least bold enough to try this stuff out. So when that kid asked me tonight in the car, I was like, Coach Mike, do you think we need to go to college? I'm like, hmm, it depends. And this is this is why. Damn, man, y'all got me fired up over here talking about this. This, this is worth a whole nother, this whole worth a whole nother episode. 
And I think I'm going to have to get some, uh, some person who's been in the education system to probably come on here and go toe-to-toe with me a bit because, again, I am just sharing my honest thoughts and opinions about the subject material. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers. This is just what I feel like being on the ground level here. Again, I'm thankful for my education, my master's, my, uh, um, you know, going to undergrad at the Naval Academy. That was good momentum for me. That was a good solid foundation for me. But man, if I had the knowledge and understanding I have now about like the world and education, if I'd had this when I was in like middle school or whatever, well, I'm say like not necessarily the experience, but just like the hunger for learning. If I had the same hunger for learning now that I had when I was like 12 years old, like I feel like, I don't know, I would have built a, a, a spaceship to take us to Mars or something. Like I just, I just read a ton of books. I just finished another book today, right? This is something that like, yo, I didn't have to go to school. I have to go to college to like develop the passion for reading. I developed the passion for reading when I decided I want to be an entrepreneur and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I decided I need to come up with a way to figure it out. So the easiest thing to do is just pick up a book and start reading. And that's where I'm at now. So hopefully you will comment and you'll shoot me a message or email or comment on my LinkedIn or Instagram to, to share your thoughts. Cause I really want to hear what you all have to say. Um, so that we can, um, you know, have open and honest dialogue about our uh, education system here. So, um, yeah, man, it's great. This is a great conversation. I enjoy talking to y'all. I really do. This is fun for me. Like I told my business coach, he's like, what do you like to do for fun? I like podcasting. And he's like, you are lame, but it is what it is. Um, but if you enjoyed the show, you know what you can do, right? Like, first of all, I need you to go on iTunes and uh, give us five stars and leave a review, you know, and feel free to forward this show to anyone in your network who you feel like identifies with the subject matter. Um, veterans out there who want to hear some honest dialogue or people that are, you know, curious to hear about the stuff I talk about, right? Forward them this email if they're a veteran, officer and enlisted or whatever and have an open mind and uh, want to hear my advice and this stuff, you'll forward them this email. You know, um, another thing I want you to do is, you got to go to www.realdopecoffee and order you some coffee from my brother, from another mother, Mike Lloyd and his beautiful wife, Michelle, from the Dope Coffee team. This We're a badass e-commerce brand based in Atlanta. You go on the website, you order you some dope coffee, you listen to the podcast on your way to work in the morning while you're sipping it. I mean, there's just a lot of synergy there. And being honest, me and Mike are working on something to get our kids some employment opportunities through the brand. Right. And we'll shed some light on that as, as we go. You can also go to our website, ironboundboxing.org. I sell Ironbound Boxing swag on there. Just go click the gear shop, order you some swag. If you want to donate to our uh, nonprofit arm, Ironbound Boxing Education, click the donate button. And all the funds that you donate to us go supporting youth and young adults in low income communities. You know, we run this free boxing gym, the Ironbound Boxing Academy here in Newark, and literally, Every donation counts. I don't care if it's $5. I don't care if it's five cents. We make it count. And what we're doing too, just so you know, is we're building a podcast studio in the Ironbound Boxing Academy. I've decided to turn that front room into a podcast studio to give kids, to give the youth and young adults we serve an opportunity to practice telling their stories and practice public speaking and doing it in like an innovative way. So we're going to set the podcast up there and start just interviewing kids and letting them interview each other and getting in the habit of practicing speaking. Hell, I'm taking this equipment to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to interview a couple of boxers that are going to be coming on the show. So 
Like this is who this is in a this is real innovation. Everybody's like, oh, disruption and innovation. No, man, let's let's innovate about our approach to reaching young men and women of color in dire circumstances. That's what we're doing, right? Let me stop before I get y'all get me fired up again. Um, you can always message me on LinkedIn. I'm really active on LinkedIn, not so much Facebook, a little bit on Instagram at Iron Mike Stedman. We can, but you can always shoot me an email at Mike at weareironbound.com. Look, shoot us an email. I want to hear what your I want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to hear your thoughts on um, education and what we can do to improve the chances of young men and women of color. Um, and we don't need this just coming from educators. We need this coming from you all out there because if you're listening to this podcast and you're pod, you're like a podcast junkie, um, you're just thinking at a different level. You're operating at a different level. And so I want to hear what you have to say. And maybe you can help me craft some approaches and strategies that we actually execute at Ironbound Boxing and with Dope Coffee. So it's exciting. Um, and even the Gifted Sounds, man. Shout out to Gifted Sounds Network. Lance John and his team curating black podcasters to be able to come on platforms like this and share our voices. And uh, they're doing a great job on the marketing front. So I got to give a shout out to Gifted Sounds. Man, I'm just, I'm just full of love today, man. I'm rooting for all you all out there, all you all that have dreams, goals, and ambitions, particularly those of you out there that want to uplift people of color. You feel like you don't have the money. You feel like you, you want to start a nonprofit, but nobody's helping you. Even if you want to help veterans, I don't care, man. It's all possible. You can do it. Just stay in the fight. And if there's anything I can do, if there's anything the team from Dope Coffee and Gifted Sounds can do, please feel free to reach out to us. We don't have all the answers, but we feel like we can guide you along and get you in the right place. And this is all about sharing love and positivity. And I appreciate you for tuning in and listening to the show and uh, just being a supporter. So until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. I'm a free black man. Hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man. Now don't that feel nice, man? I love your brother, black man. And chase your dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man. We the original man.